don't speak English very well, they happen to be uh, an Arabic speaker, we have something. So, um, so I think that's it. Um, so I'm going to pray and we'll have Chris get into the word. So Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, um, we are so grateful for your presence with us today, Lord, as, as your word says, you know, as two or three are gathered together, uh, I am there in the midst, Lord. So, Lord, we, in, we invite you in, Lord, we beg you to come in to our presence, Lord, and fill this place. Uh, Lord, speak to us through your word. Lord, we, we love Chris. We love to hear from him. Uh, but, Lord, we really we want and need to hear from you, Lord. We need our lives changed by you and your Holy Spirit, your word. Uh, so come in, uh, let your word have free course in our lives, Lord. We do uh, um, the Arabic class, Lord. We're so excited about that, Lord. We, we're sure that's of you. So, Lord, we pray that uh, you would help us to press into that. As you begin that work, Lord, bring, uh, bring Arabic speakers here uh, that we can minister your word to them, Lord. Um, we just, we want to see your kingdom increase. Uh, Lord, your word is clear that you did not make hell for man. That was for the angels and that, that fell. Uh, so, Lord, we don't want to see anybody go there. Help us to, to. Keep those people out, Lord. We uh, we love you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Passing the baton. All right. Thank you, Scott. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see. It is good to see everybody here. Be in prayer for the Arabic speaking class and, and I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God. Okay, why should we start an Arabic speaking class? Because Wagi wants to? Because, that's right, because there's lost souls who don't know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ whose destiny includes separation from God for eternity because their sin is separate. So, we love people because God loves people. We are willing to lay down our lives that they might be saved. That's why we pray for an Arabic speaking class, because God loves people and he wants us to love people. And he wants us to, in faith, be a part of bringing people into reconciliation, into a right relationship with God. So please do be in prayer for that. It's been a long time coming. Wagi and Lois have been here for a year just waiting patiently faithfully humbly <laughs> available with availability just making themselves um here and and god is is opening that door now so so that's a pretty cool thing so so stay social distanced and, and wear your mask not because um well, here's why, because you want to go to all church retreat and you want to be able to come back and be a part of our different services. And if you're within six feet of somebody and you don't wear a mask, 
and two days later they start getting symptoms and it turns out they have COVID, you've been exposed to COVID and now you have to socially isolate. Does that make sense? We want to be able to continue to meet together. I want you to be here. So therefore, don't put yourself in a situation where if that person we're next to, so, so if Scott comes down with COVID, well, I want to make sure that I'm not exposed because we didn't socially do that. I hope that makes sense. I, I made a video on that and, and you can find that on Facebook to get more, more information. But open your Bibles with me to Ephesians chapter six, because we need to continue in our Onward Christian Soldier series and get what God has for us this morning. And I know it's early, the early crew. I appreciate you guys. Are you guys morning people? Who's a morning person? Like this is my best time is, okay. Who's not a morning person, but you're here because you have to be. Okay, Kevin, <laughs> there's a few here. All right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, God bless you. Okay. So we're going to get going anyway, morning person or not in our Onward Christian Soldiers in Ephesians chapter six. And we've been talking a lot in terms of background information, in terms of why we need to put on the armor of God. And this morning, we're finally going to get into the armor of God. Perhaps you recall by way of review that we've talked about why we need the whole armor of God. And that's because a partial defense is practically the same as no defense against a masterful enemy. If you have most of your armor on, but not all of your armor on, you still lose because you have a chink in your armor, as it were. We've talked about our need to, to be like a, to be completely protected, like a city with walls, okay? He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls, you are defenseless. Well, how do we rule over our own spirits? Admittedly, there's times we're not very good at that. Amen? How, how do we get to where we can be a city with walls? Well, this is just, this is another illustration, another way to look at spiritual battle and defending ourselves against an enemy. Just like armor, we would have walls in our lives and and uh, salvation will God appoint for a wall. That's like putting on the helmet of salvation. It's part of our armor. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth enter in. There's gates in our walls and things like righteousness and truth get in and out, but things like lies and hate, they don't get in and out. We learn to control access into our lives. And that's part of what we're gonna be talking about today. We've, we talked about this, the whole armor of God or a finished wall is to have rule over our spirit in all areas with no unguarded access in and out of our lives. This is just some review of some background information. And we saw last week in terms of the Christian's conflict and our call to arms that when we glimpse behind the spiritual curtain, you, you know that the enemy is all around us. You know that God is with us. We know there's this spiritual reality and it's, and it's taking place in and through the church versus the forces of dark. We, we know that intellectually, but we're kind of hidden. Well, when we look behind the curtain into spiritual reality, we did that last week. And what we saw is the enemy is too much for us. 
but he's not too much for our Lord. And, and here's what God's done. He's given us spiritual armor for a spiritual battle. And part of the reason that we struggle, part of the reason that some of us here have, have spent decades of our lives in loss is because we tried to fight a spiritual battle without spiritual armor. That poor person who gets saved but not discipled. You're just out there defenseless against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness. You're like, I didn't, I didn't even know those things existed. Well, yeah, how, how do you think that person is going to fare in life when they've entered into a spiritual battle, when they accepted the Lord Jesus. You see what I'm saying? That's a lot of us. We have that testimonies, man. I wish I could have that decade back. I wish I knew then what I know now. And what God is showing us now is here is what you need. See, we don't put on spiritual armor because we're uncomfortable about it. Put on spiritual armor because you're unequipped without it. Unequipped for what? For this life that you've been called to. It's not comfortable <laughs> to be a Christian in this fallen world. I don't care if it's comfortable. I want to be equipped because I'm tired of getting my tail kicked by the world, the devil, and the flesh because I'm not unequipped. And so, so really what we're going to look at now, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14, is our passage. It says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness this week we're going to be looking at our loins girt about with truth are you guys ready for this we probably better pray just one more time father help us to be equipped through the teaching and preaching of your word we pray that the the ministering of the holy spirit that the holy spirit would do his work and teach us spiritual things to the point where lord we care more about being equipped than we do about being comfortable. We care more about winning spiritual battles than we do other things in life. So we need your help with this. And so we ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. The verse says, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And that brings us to this first question. What is truth? Well, okay, we can look at this a couple different ways. Number one, truth is the word of God. We know this because of John 17, 17. Most of you already know or are familiar with this verse. John 17, 17 is part of our Lord's prayer to the Father. He's praying for us, not just those disciples that were there, but those that will believe on his name. That's us. And the prayer is, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth and of course this flies countercultural into the lies of the postmodern society which says there's no such thing as truth 